The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was this girl who lived in Chicago, and she wasn't from at all. Her parents knew nothing, really very little about Judaism. And um, her name was Miriam. So they sent her to a day, to a, a Sunday, like Talmud Torah program, but it was Reformed Jews. It was like a Reformed temple. And her parents just wanted her to know a little bit about Judaism and Israel, so they sent her to, to this school. Now, this school had a rule, since they were Reformed Jews, they had mainly Orthodox teachers, because those are the only ones that knew how to teach Tyra. But the rule was that you can now allow to take your kids, any of your students, home for Shabbos. Because we don't want anybody coming out here religious. We want them to have a Jewish identity. And the main thing is Israel. The main thing is Israel, Zionists. So this girl, Miriam, who came from this totally irreligious family, ends up going to this school. She, she comes in, she's in sixth grade, and this teacher, this religious woman is teaching her. And she goes over to this woman and says, you know, I heard about the Shabbos thing. I would love to come to your house for Shabbos. Now, meanwhile, this teacher has a thing that she's not allowed to invite. She says, you know what? The kid came to me. I'm not pushing her away because some reformed Jews don't want me. So she took her home for Shabbos. So she's about to light the Shabbos candles. Little Miriam, sixth grader, standing next to her. And Miriam says to her, where's my candles? And she says, no, no, the minigar custom is I like to cancel the whole house. Whoever's here, we just, I just like the two candles and, and, and that's it. So Miriam says to her, but you don't understand. My mother doesn't light candles. In my house, there's never candles. And if, if I don't light now, I probably will never get another chance to light candles. So could I please light candles? So this teacher is a little sixth grader. So she takes out two candles, and she puts in the two candles, and she stands next to her, and she gives her the bracha, and she says, okay, read with me, and she does the whole thing, and she does the bracha, and this little girl is standing there, and she's making a wish, like a, like a birthday cake. She doesn't know from this stuff, right? So you light candles, you make a wish, right? Fine. They finish lighting candles, she's there for Shabbos. The funny part is that when I heard the story from the seminary girl, she said that this teacher did not get fired. She never told them she came for Shabbos. Miriam never told them she came for Shabbos. She, she continued teaching. Okay, Miriam finishes eighth grade. So now we're to send her to high school. The south side of Chicago, not such a good place to go to high school. Right across the street from where these people were living was a Catholic high school. They're not religious Jews. They're totally secular. They're not connected. So they send her to this Catholic school. And ninth grade, 10th grade, she's praying a little bit with them. Her name is no longer Miriam. They're calling her Mary, like everybody else in the school. She totally loses her identity, the little bit that she had. Now she goes, I think she went to Xavier in Chicago, a college, whatever it is. She goes to college. She falls in love with an Italian guy. His name is Vinny. And um, it's a true story. And she's going to marry Vinny. But to her, it's nothing. She's married. It's Vinny. She lost. They didn't have anything. These people knew nothing. Okay. That's how Baruch works. Now, the story was told by her to two seminary girls. You have to hear this crazy story. So, it's on, she's getting married on Saturday in a church to Vinny. And her parents are happy, everything's fine. So she gets into the car, into the limo, she's going to take her to the church. And she's very happy with herself. And she's got these three girls, you know, they wear the same clothing. That's what they call them, um, bridesmaids, right. So, this, so she's got her three best friends, not Jewish people, not Jewish girls, sitting in the, in the limo with her, and she gets into the limo, you know, going to get married, the limo's with the cans and the balloons, and they got some ices, and she's on her way shopping, she's going to church to get married. You hear this? She's going to church to get married. So they're driving, and these three girls that are with her, they're like, 
I don't know if we should tell you. She's like, what? She says, but I don't know if we should tell you. She's like, what? They're like, we bought you a beautiful present. She's like, let me see it. They're like, no. After you get married, we're going to give it to you. She goes, no, you shouldn't have told me. Now you have to show it to me. You know how girls can get. Anyway, so, so they said, okay, we'll make you a deal. If you close your eyes, if you close your eyes and you don't look, you don't look, we'll show it to you. You have to promise you won't look. She said, I promise, Scouts, honor, whatever you want. I'm not going to look. So they open up this box, this velvet box, and they take out this gold chain. And on the gold chain is a big gold cross with diamonds around the cross. And this is their present to this Jewish girl, who's one of them, who's marrying Vinny on Chavez. So she's like, can I look? And they're like, no, not until we tell you. And they take this chain and they put it around her neck and one of them's holding the cross. And she says, can I look? And they're like, no. She says, well, I know it's a necklace, right? But there's something on the necklace. She's like, what? No, you can't look yet. And this is how this girl says over the story. It's unbelievable. And the girl that's holding the cross, let's go. And the cross, when it hits Mary's body, all of a sudden this voice from within her soul screams, no! All the way, this is how she tells the story. All the way to Shemayim, breaks through the gates, breaks through everything. To Hashem's kisei And God's sitting on his throne, and Malachim went around, and this human, painful soul voice screaming from earth, no. No! Mazah, what's going on? Something comes running out. God, this one's mine. She's on Shabbos. She's going to marry Vinny. She has nothing to do with Judaism. Her name is Mary. God, you got to let this one go. She's not going anywhere. Okay? She's not marrying a guy. She's going to church on Shabbos. So Bezin Shalmayla is about to say, Nope, what can we do for her? When this little teeny malach comes out. This is how she says the story. And of course the Sultan says, Oh! Every Jew has this little teeny mouth. As I'm about to get them, there's this little Jewish angel that has to open his mouth. What do you want? And the angel says, I am the angel of Miriam's Shabbos candles. She lit Shabbos candles. And that's a mitzvah that nobody could take away from her. So the Bezin Shalmaila says, How long? How long did she spend at those Shabbos candles? And the answer, 40 seconds. So the Bezin Shalmaila says, 40 seconds of lighting candles, you have to give her 40 seconds to do tshuva. Mida connected Mida. Now let's go back to earth. She's on her way to the, to the church. Red light, car stops. Hashem runs the world. There's a Jep group that came to Chicago. They had a convention of all the Jeps from New York, all over the place. There's four Brooklyn girls standing at that corner. Jep girls. Totally lost. Looking for a shul. The car stops. The windows open. They see it's a guy. Right? It's Shabbos. They run over, one of them runs over to the car. Says, excuse me, light's still red. Says, excuse me, we're lost. That's all she said. We're lost. Meanwhile, she was lost. But they said, we're lost. Light turns green. She tells the driver, pull over. I think I know where these kids are going. 
pulls over and she says to them, are you looking for a temple, an orthodox temple? I used to go to school. Um, there used to be reform and they sold it. It's right here. It's next to my house. I can tell you, I can even show you how to get there. It's right here. And this girl, the New York girl, she's looking at this girl and she says, what do you mean you went to, to Hebrew school? Why would you go to Hebrew school? And she says, what do you mean? I'm Jewish. So she says to her, she says, how should she tell the story? She's chutzpah, this kid. Says to her, you're Jewish? Well, that surely does not look like a muggy dove around your neck. And she was wearing a cross. So she says, so the driver says, okay, get in the car, we'll take you. She says, no, no, they're not going to go. I, they're religious girls. They're not going to go in the car. We'll show them. So she drives. And meanwhile, these Jeff girls are thinking, oh my gosh, Jewish girl marrying a guy, going on Shabbos to church. We got to do something. So this girl who went over to the door, who was very, very smart, when they pull into the driveway of the shul, she turns to, to Mary, to Miriam, and she says to her, well, if you're going to get married and you're Jewish, don't you need a rabbi? Don't you need a, a rabbi? She says, yeah, but what rabbi? She said, well, we probably could get you a blessing from the rabbi in the shul. Why don't you come with us into the shul? She says, really? You think I, he would give me a blessing? Let's ask him. Just get her out of that car. So she gets out of the car, and the girl says to her, but you can't wear that thing when you go into the synagogue. It's not, it's not respect, if you don't mind. She says, oh, yes, I, I respect that. I understand. She takes the chain off and puts it on the chair. And then Neshama's like, okay, we can breathe again. We got a shot at this. She walks in. That's how the girl says over the story. She walks in to this shul in Chicago to the Ezra's Nashim. Now, the Rebbitson's sitting there with all these Chicago women. Baruch Hashem was out of town, right? In, in walks this girl in not such a sneer sticker wedding gown. And the Rebbitson tells all the women quietly, listen, she's probably about tshuva. And she takes this whole Shabbos Kala thing very serious. So she doesn't know, but she put on there, she's wearing this gown. Don't laugh. Don't even look at her differently. I'll put a scarf over her, whatever it is. You know, they don't understand. They hear, you know, Likras Kala, Lichadaydi. You know, just be nice. In New York, it would have been a different reaction, trust me. Anyway, so she sits down. Her Kushbuch was amazing. Where does she sit down? It's the end of davening. And they have, it's Ashkenaz, and they have this kid, the kids are singing Enkel Okenu. So she sits down, this is what she hears. Enkel Okenu, Enkel Adenenu, and these kids are singing it. Then they sing Aleinu, then they sing Anam's Mirrors, and she's like just totally, was never in a shul. She never went in the shul Shabbos. And she's sitting there, all these holy women are davening, and she's just like, wow. So the Rebetzin says to her, listen, you know, I see this is something new to you, where are you going? I mean, I see you in a wedding gown. She says, I want to marry Vinny and I want to do church and all that. And the Reverend says, well, well, you don't know who you are. You, you don't know anything about Judaism. Don't you want to get married? Because really, you're not really married. Don't you want to get married by a rabbi? You know, this is not, you can't get married by a rabbi in a church on Shabbos to a non-Jew. I think that you should investigate your roots a little bit before you jump into this. And, and, and she says, you know what? You know, maybe you're right. Maybe I'll, I'll put it off. Unbelievable. So she goes back to the car. You know, they're honking already. Right? She's supposed to go in there for a minute. And she comes back to the car. This is what happens. It's crazy. She goes back to the car and they're like, no, not new. Where are you? You know? Where are you? She said, you know what? I met this really beautiful woman and she's so holy and a bunch of holy women and these kids were singing and she says, you know, I really know, I, get to, I gotta get to know my religion a little bit more. So, so, um, she invited me, this, this, this Rebbitson invited me for lunch. So do me a favor. Tell Vinny 
that, that I'll call them later, and, and maybe we need to think this out, whatever it is. And they're like, we knew it. We Jews are all alike. We knew the minute you walked into that temple that this whole thing was going to be off. And they were very nasty to her. And she turned to them, one of them and said, you know what? You and Vinny are always looking at each other. Here, you, you, you got the wedding, you got the church, you got the priest, right? You can keep my cross. You marry him. And she goes, you know what? I will. <laughs> so now she goes to this house for Shabbos. Of course, she falls in love with Yiddishkeit because Shabbos was what I really wanted to learn about tonight. Shabbos is the Yichud of Hashem and Klai Yisrael. Anybody who experiences a Shabbos, it changes your whole life. It's not the Cholent and the Kolot, it's, it's the whole thing. And these, this rabbi in Rebetzin ended up sending her to Eretz Yisrael to Nevei. To Nevei in Eretz Yisrael. And to make a long story short, she's there for a few years, they read her a Shidduch to a, a guy that went through the same thing pretty much, who became a, who became a Balchuva, and they get married. And this guy is the Rav Aral Chassid, which is the strictest Hasidim in Mersharim. Could you imagine such a marriage? These two seminary girls are sent by their seminary. You know, they go to all these different houses, Svaradim, Ashkenazim, rich, poor. You have to have the seminary experience and try all these things out. So they send these two to this, this family, Rav Aral's family, have an open door. They should, they should experience a Rav Aral Shabbos. So these two girls come for Shabbos to this house of this woman, of Mary, who's now Miriam. And they come to this house, and the guy, the, the husband leaves to go down in, and she comes downstairs to light candles, and she's in a wedding gown. Now, these two seminary girls are like, okay, it's a Hasidish thing, Rav Arla, I don't know. You know, we don't, we don't know. The women light in, in wedding gowns, you know, it could be, whatever it is. And they sit there, and they said that she stood there for 45 minutes, because women don't know, but it says that when you stand in front of your Shabbos candles, you're standing in front of the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash. That's what you are, you're a client. So whatever you daven for, that is your holiest moment. So she's standing there, they said for 45 minutes, she had names of, of people who don't have children, she had names of divorces, she had names of everyone that needed help, like Mama Shakakala, when she goes down, 45 minutes she stood by those candles, praying for, the whole, for, all, for everybody. And then, she finished lighting, and she had like three little chesidisha boys on one side, three little chesidisha girls on the other side, her kids, her six kids, and then she finished lighting, she goes over to the girls and she says, I know you think this is a little bit weird, but... I found God in this dress. And I made up my mind. I found God on Shabbos. And for the rest of my life, I will light the candles in this dress. Okay? Unbelievable story. To think about a red light. And if you go outside tonight and you go home, measure the time. 40 seconds. Hashem gave her 40 seconds. She went from marrying Vinny in a church to becoming a mother of six kids Rav Arala in the middle of Yerushalayim. So don't think that 40 seconds can't change your whole life. Because Baruch Hu can take you from the church and Vinny to be in Rav Arala Chassidisha and to daven at your candles for 45 minutes. Why? Because she spent 40 seconds in her life doing a mitzvah. It's the power of a mitzvah. This story makes me crazy because every one of us in this room has a red light. And when you come up after 120 years, God's going to say, this was your red light, and it turned green, and you just continue doing what you were doing. You had that moment where you heard something, and you said, oh my God, i got to change. By the time you got home, the light turned green, and it never happened. And God gives us so many red lights, so many 40 seconds where we can change our whole life, and we just 
go right through the green line. 